welcome to the Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, we have a fellow CPA. Uh, we were talking beforehand. I know we're going to nerd out. No, we're not going to talk about accounting. Don't worry, folks. We're not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, seriously. Today. Everyone went, oh. <laughs> No, no. This is, <laughs> I got on the wrong podcast. No. But uh, Mayumi Young is with us today. So, Mayumi, welcome. Uh, why don't you just, you know, give a, a, a short, you know, little background about yourself so people know who you are, and then we're just going to jump in and, and get, get going, because... Today's discussion is going to be amazing. That's Casey. That's Kathy's uh, phrase that I'm stealing from her. But. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have a conversation. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I will start by saying I, though I am a CPA, yes, please don't hold that against me. Um, I'm really here because I create the space where conscious innovation happens. And that's something that, um, you know, may not be logical or reasonable, but if I share a little bit about my story, I think it'll make a lot more sense about why I care so much about raising consciousness on the planet and why I care about innovation and creativity. And, you know, rather than be the one who goes out and solves all the world's problems, um, it's really about creating a space where we can harness the collective consciousness, the collective mm -hmm. genius that's out there and empower and support and inspire everyone. Um, I have devoted the last 20 years of my life as a social entrepreneur. I've started three social ventures in the last uh, 20 years. And I've been a CPA and professional accountant for over 25 years. And I started all of that when I was three course. Um, and, you know, I really just care about um, inspiring and empowering individuals to design and live a life that really matters. I really do believe that tomorrow isn't prom promised and we're here to express, well, really first to discover and then express our unique gifts and talents and serve um, whoever we choose to serve with those talents. And so whatever we can do in our life to, um, to live that life, that's what I'm here to, to do and to accomplish. So excited to be here, excited to talk with all of you. Yay. Oh, this is okay. So the first thing I have to ask, yes. so you say CPA, everybody goes, yeah, okay, I know what that is. You talk about gifts and consciousness. People go, yeah, okay, I know what that is. Collective consciousness, for yeah. people who are not familiar with that term, what would you, how would you explain that? Ooh, good question. So, you know, I am from California, so I could go a little woo-woo here on everybody, but let me try to woo. stay, like, I'm very practical and very spiritual at the same time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for me, I do believe that there is this shared energy. Um, there's different levels of consciousness or vibration, you could even say, in the world that exists. And, um, we are all connected to that universal or oneness. And mm -hmm. so we all have, in a way, we're in, somewhat tethered to this unlimited amount of information, of knowledge, of all the world's problems are, 
are solved in this collective consciousness. And I don't know if anyone's ever had the personal experience, I know I have, where you feel like you've just been downloaded with information yes. and knowledge that you literally are like, I, that couldn't have come from me. And I almost always know that I got a download is when I'm like, that can't be true. You know, and I sit there and I start to argue with it or, or question it. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's usually, you know, all at once and it, it comes yep. in streams and everybody is different. Everyone connects to this universal knowledge, universal understanding differently. Some of us are very intuitive and we can feel things in our body. Some of us get downloads and we get this sort of knowing other people just have visions, you know? So each of us are unique in our own ability to connect with this collective consciousness. And it's about really developing a muscle in a, in a, in, it's like learning another language. If we were gonna learn mm -hmm. Japanese, we would, you know, get trained and developed and, and, and learn how to communicate with these higher bodies of knowledge. I mean, there's so much about the world and the universe that we just simply can't understand. And it's just fun to tap into all dimensions and domains that are available to us. Well, and a couple of other words that you use too, because you said you creating this space, right? And I, and I know, you know, one of the first times I was kind of in, introduced to this and somebody kind of said that, or another term sometimes people will use is, you know, I'm creating a container, Right. So creating space or creating a container. I know when I first heard that, I was like, what the hell? What? What? Right. So maybe kind of explain that, too, because that kind of ties in with this collective mm -hmm. consciousness and how how that all kind of comes together, how you kind of help people do that. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm a walking contradiction most of the time. Right. In that the sort of the yin and the yang all the time, the masculine and the feminine. And it's this interesting harmonic dance and balance between the two energies. I'm spiritual and material. I'm an accountant. And yet I'm profoundly like about, you know, the ethereal world. And so um, so when we talk about creating space, I would say that's in the domain of more, uh, the easiest way is to think about it like the feminine energy. Anytime you want, it's like a womb, right? So a baby, a baby can, um, is, is created inside of a womb and a womb is nothing more than a space. And in that space, new creations are born. So if you just think of the, you know, how we're born as human beings, just that whole process itself, you know, I'm always saying when I'm creating something new and, you know, creating a new venture or a new business or a new product or a new service, that I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of giving birth to something new. So when you hold something that's important to you or something, you know, an, an outcome that you're really looking to achieve in your life, think about it like you're pregnant with this new idea. And we give that um, new idea time to go through its own evolution, pro evolutionary process. And what's really beautiful is like, we, a, a human body doesn't have to do anything to make a baby. Well, give it some nutrients, <laughs> and, you know, some basic, you know, live. Um, but it's so intelligent yeah. <laughs> that a baby is actually created. And mostly what we need to do is give it the space. And, um, and so, I think the closest analogy is to think about um, the actual creation of the human being in the womb and 
And anytime you want to give life and give birth to something new, let it go through that process where you're pregnant with it. And then, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. labor is hard and sometimes labor is easy, but it's almost always extraordinary when you actually launch a new idea or a yeah. new product or a new whatever. Um, there's a birthing process and then there's a whole new world that follows that. So I think that's the best way to think of creating space. Um, and I'm just somebody who creates these wombs, <laughs> these <laughs> opportunities and openings for people who really struggle. I think a lot of people struggle with the, you know, getting the thought from their brain into the real material, practical, tangible world where they can touch it and feel it and measure it. Mm -hmm. And that's the dance. It's like a lot of people walk around with ideas, but how do you make it real? Yeah. Well, and Jason, and I talk all the time about, you know, what do you want? And if you don't know what you really want, then you can't create that space. It's yes. like, if you've got an empty storeroom, if you want to be a massage therapist, it's going to look really different than if you want to be a hair salon. You have to get the right tools for that thing, but you have to identify what you want first. And sometimes I agree with you completely uh, about the download thing. It's sometimes my brain, or it's not even so much the brain, right? It's just sort of the being. Mm -hmm. I feel like they cracked that code, like in that spy movie, and the computer goes, and like suddenly all the information comes down. Uh, and sometimes that can help inform what you want because you don't even know you want that thing until it suddenly appears in you and you go, that's what I've been looking for. You know, so it's this interesting, you can get at it from different directions thing. So, Absolutely. Knowing yeah. what you want sounds like the simplest thing on the planet. And it's actually one of the hardest things mm -hmm. to discover, mostly in the process of discovering what I wanted or helping others. It's literally figuring out what I don't want first. I can give you all the, well, I don't want this and I don't want, and mm -hmm. to like unpeel the layers to get to what I really want. And I couldn't agree with you more. Being clear on what you want, it's, it's, like, it's like sending your order to this universal or you know, collective conscious and saying, here's what I would like you to send back to me um, mm -hmm. in a way. And another way to think of it, because I think analogies really help some you know, people who are like, exactly how does this work? You know, it's like great jargon, but what does it look like in real right. life? Um, you know, it's like tuning into a radio station. And when you tune just in, if you're in between stations, you hear static or you're in between mm -hmm. two different songs. But when you tune right in, and each station has got different music. So we're all, you know, on different frequencies. We're all yep. trying, you know, tuned into different stations. And so when you tune right in, you can hear it clearly. It's so clear. Um, and it's just about constantly for us just tuning, tuning, tuning until we can hear the message clearly. That's for us. That's unique for us. And then you'll find that once you, it's like the red car things. Like once you buy a red car, all of a sudden all the cars are red. So then you'll discover all the other people, you'll start to attract into your life, all the other people who are tuned mm -hmm. in to the same radio station as you. Yep. And so, yeah, the, the, the opportunity, and I call it an opportunity to actually design and create your life is a, a huge piece of that is really understanding your own core values, your purpose, your, what you care about, what your passions are, and really and truly at the end of the day, what you want. Um, and the ability to discover that to me is, is really a function of the quality of your questions. So the better your questions, the better your answers. So given us an example of what those questions are, what should we be asking ourselves? Um, depends on how close you are to knowing what you want. So some people are just like, I have no clue. And I'll tell you, so I'll give you, um, a little backstory for me. Like, so I, um, I wasn't supposed to be like this <laughs> on paper, right? Like, I, um, 
you know, I was born in a, a single family house, single, single mother uh, with a single mom who was born in Japan, raised in, um, on a farm. She had to quit school in the eighth grade because her father passed away and she was the eldest girl of five children. And when she came to the state, she barely knew the language. She, you know, worked for minimum wage at a rope factory and raised me. Like, mm-hmm. I want to put a superwoman cape on her because I don't know how she did it. But in the framework of the culture that she was raised in, in all that she sacrificed, the upbringing was, you know, as most of us, go get it, get an education. She couldn't yep. eighth grade education. I mean, for me to graduate from college was, I mean, that was success. That's that was life lived. Mm-hmm. So going through the motions of life um, is what most of us are taught and, and trained to do. And when I reached a certain point, so I did the college thing, I went and worked in corporate, uh, well, actually public accounting. So I was, I was with Pricewaterhouse for a while, and then I went into uh, private industry. I, I reached a point in my life where um, I... I realized that I had no idea why I existed. I mean, I had gone so long where I, I, I call it the sort of the default life. I had gone mm-hmm. so long living the plan that was laid out for me, never mm-hmm. once considering that I had a say, truly a say in what it is I wanted my life to be for. That I just came to a point one day where I, I, I just, and it actually happened in an interaction. And it, you never know when life just sort of wakes you up and you have that sort of awakening. And so many people can talk mm-hmm. about it, can remember the moment when they just sort of woke up. And, um, and so I was actually in an airport. I was traveling a lot, just doing a lot of international finance and accounting. And I was in an airport in late 20s. And I met a woman and her daughter who was like 10. And she asked me the, you know, what do you do for a living? And I gave the you know, patent, you know, it's an amazing life answer. And meanwhile, I was pretty empty inside. Um, I would even say I was dead inside. And I gave my answer and I looked at this 10 year old and she looked, children are so innocent and pure. I swear she looked into my soul. I just was like, I, and I just, I felt like she understood that I was lying. And I wanted in that moment to take every word that I said back and say, scrap everything I said, go figure out what makes you happy, go live that life. And I didn't. And I, and in that moment, I realized I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my life. None. But I know one thing, and that's, I, this isn't it. This isn't it. And just with that tiny infinitesimal P of an understanding and awareness. Mm-hmm. I started from there and started over. And from that moment, everything about my life was created. So the kinds of questions that we can ask ourselves can literally start with just, why am I here? What makes me, what gives me joy? Um, you know, we have to actually give ourselves, we're so busy adulting out here. It's kind of bananas. That we have to give ourselves permission to have fun and pleasure and joy. And um, especially, you know, I'm in a very, you know, serious industry. (laughs) Numbers and money and, you know, know, make any mistakes. Um, You know, and and we've sort of lost our way in a way that joyful, youthful innocence and exuberance and play. And I really feel like 
one way that we can start to identify and remember, because a lot of us have denied ourselves the permission to want and feel joy and feel pleasure for so long that we don't even know what that looks like. I swear to you, and, and I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I literally Googled, there was, I got into a rut and I wasn't like being really super playful in my life which happens like even with all this awareness, you can go unconscious and look up in a year and go, wait, what am I doing? What's happening here? Um, and, I, and, I, and I literally, it was like a year ago or not that long ago, I Googled, what do adults do for fun? Because I couldn't figure out a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what Google tried, was like. <laughs> but actually, I, I will tell you, it, it, there were ideas, try it, Google it. I mean, literally I'm like, I need some clue here. Um, and I happened upon something that reminded me that I really actually love movement and exercise and I'm like addicted to things like eco challenge on Amazon and, you know, and all these fun things where it's play and exercise and health and fitness and all that combined. Anyways, I digress. The bottom line is it really, the, 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 um, place to ask questions is whatever is there that I think leads you to more joy start there. Does mm -hmm. this feel good? Does this yeah. feel bad? Even just a simple asking moment to moment, do I like that? Does that make me feel good? Or does that not make me feel good? Which direction am I moving? And as you kind of move more in the direction of what feels good, then it'll get easier to ask more clarifying questions, more specific questions. Yeah. I think staying general in the beginning is a little easier than trying to get super specific, especially if you really are kind of where I was just starting with like, I don't know what my life is for. Um, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what makes me happy. And when you're that far away from your own truth and your own fulfillment, then start general and then start to narrow your questions um, as you go along. And, you know, I ask all the questions, the why, the what, the who, the when, where, and the how. So, you know, why questions are really great. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What makes me happy? What are my passions? Um, who do I know that I can talk to? Who do I admire? Who do I respect? Um, you know, where can I go to get more information? Where can I go to get support? You know, when do I want to make a change in my life? When, you know, um, you know, how much of this am I going to tolerate? You know, like there's so many, like, oh, you can ask all of those questions. I'm going to be the contrary voice because I love playing this part. Please. But it's so much easier to just get up and go to work and come home and watch the news and drink something and watch Netflix and go to bed and not think about purpose. It's so much easier to just be in my humdrum, normal, like not reach for too much. Cause then if I don't reach for too much, I can't be disappointed because then I'm gonna have to work harder if I wanna be this like important life-changing person. So I'm just gonna stay here and watch Netflix. Well, what do you say to that? <laughs> So I think it's an illusion and it's a story we tell ourselves that it's easier because it's really hard to deny ourselves our natural, our true natural beingness. It's, it, we have to like, it's like trying to push a ball underwater and we're constantly holding that ball underwater. It wants to pop up. And so we have to exert a lot of energy and force to actually deny ourselves our true, glorious, extraordinary life and we become numb to it. And how we continue to numb ourselves to that is through TV, media. It's, you know, through um, 
alcohol, through drugs, through, you know, work. I mean, that was my drug of choice. Yeah. Um, I had retail therapy and then I had work and I would just bury myself in one of the two. And, you know, that was way I could kind of put my head in the sand. But the reality is you still suffer inside. If you really got quiet and alone enough and a lot of folks that are, have been isolated with the global pandemic have had this reconciliation with themselves of having to be quiet and still long enough to hear all that stuff that's been pushed under the surface. So many of us have been resigned and cynical and we just have gone numb. And, um, and this, a lot of, I know there, I don't wanna diminish the, the negative impact for so many people and what it's done from health and, and life and financial impact and everything else. So that in mind, I wanna add that this whole global experience is a blessing in disguise for those who look to see that this is really a blessing. It's an opportunity for us to, to remove ourselves from the numbness, to start to feel that discomfort and it's in that discomfort that we experience growth. Um, it's when we're not sitting um, and numbing ourselves that we can actually discover ourselves. And, you know, I, most of us have to get the cosmic two by four or the cosmic Mack truck to really appreciate life. Um, I got it early. I was 19 when my mother's father, my, my mother's partner of 11 years, um, passed away suddenly within a couple of months of being diagnosed of stage four cancer. And at that time, at 19, my understanding was that everyone who had cancer survived. I, that was my experience at that time. So being faced with the impermanence of life so early on was another one of my life lessons and blessings, which I carry with me every day. And the opportunity to understand that tomorrow isn't promised and to get that message and to be reminded of that without having to have a life event knock us out, whether it's a health event or financial or relationship, divorce, and all these life, like massive life altering events are generally where we wake up from the numbness. And if we can find and get proactive in our own evolution process, then we can be more gentle and more, we have a little bit more say over it. I always know when I'm not getting the message when it's time to like evolve and I'm getting a little bit too comfortable is I start to get the taps. Hey, get moving, get moving. And I'm like, but I'm so comfortable. I work so hard to get here. Can I just hang out here? Do I really have to go work on myself some more? <laughs> I'm all coached out. I'm all right out. I'm just like, leave me alone. Um, it's endless. It's endless. endless. Well, and you if keep, I don't you, listen... I get the cosmic two by four. And yeah, I was going to say, you keep getting the taps until the two before comes out, right? And, and then and if I, you really don't listen, then you get a Mac truck. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's, you know, what, what you're describing, you know, again, I mean, we've had similar professional backgrounds. And, and you see people so, so much of the time that, you know, they, they do what's expected of them, mm-hmm. right? And, and so they get told these stories that this is what your life has to be. And, and it doesn't matter about profession. You can still have fun and be living your purpose and be a CPA, okay? But it's, but it's so many of us go through life for so long, like you said, getting the taps, and then eventually we get the two before or we get the Mack truck. And, and that's why that term, midlife crisis, 
is there, right? For most people, we go through our lives, we get married, we have some kids, we have a career. All of a sudden, we lift up our head at 45 or 50 and go, what the fuck just happened, right? Yep. And we kind of get that, that two before at that point. Uh, you know, you were so lucky that, you know, in your late 20s to have some of that and, and to have you start thinking about these things and moving your life and dancing through life differently. Because that analogy that you had of the, of the ball trying to push it under the water. Mm-hmm. It's a great right? one. It's, it's, it's hard to do that. But what most people are doing, they're trying to push that ball down for 20, 30 years. And then when they're overweight, when they're addicted, when, you know, whatever it is, you go through all these different things, it could end up being year two before they're like, why did this just happen? Well, because you've spent the last 20 years trying to push yourself down and be someone who you are not, right? That's cognitive dissonance from psychology that that screws people up. That's why there's so many people in depression and anxiety and with all of these things that are going on. And the sooner that we can start asking ourselves these questions like you're talking about, then we can let the real us out, right? And quit pushing the ball down. Exactly. So we're running out of time again, because this is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) The universe is timeless. We have a time. Um, Final thoughts, anything you want to add, any practical tip that you can give us just in the last couple minutes to help people get on this road? Yeah, I would say, you know, whatever resource calls to you, I mean, look for the clues. You'll be walking around, somebody will be like, yo, I think you should read this book. And then you don't get the book. And three weeks later, somebody else recommends the same book. That's a sign. You know, follow the signs. Start to pay more attention to things that look like coincidence, but maybe aren't. And they're like little breadcrumb clues. I would find answers everywhere. They're in random conversations in the grocery store line. They're in books. They're in movies. They're in conversations. They're in podcasts. They're everywhere. And um, don't be afraid like there's only one place that I can go to get answers. I can only go to my spiritual or religious, you know, centers, or I need to go to my coach. No, they're everywhere all the time, every day. And one thing that you can do that I think was a fun thing, if you want to start to stimulate um, sort of your awareness is um, set out to have every day be a miracle. And you get to say what a miracle is. To me, um, if I believed that if I found a dollar, that that was my miracle for the day, because that was money, a a dollar more than I had that day. You get to claim the miracle as small as it is or as big as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look every day for something wonderful, something miraculous, something that makes you happy and or can find gratitude for things, um, you'll start to see more and more and more and more of it. And then you'll start to experience life in a completely different place. The higher we can raise our vibration, and I would Google things like maps of consciousness and different energies. There's amazing books out there. Asking It's Given is fantastic. Anything with David Hawking's and Power Versus Force. All these incredible thoughts of how you can systematically raise your energy and vibration. Mm -hmm. That's the work that we get to do in the world. And when I think about making an impact and being somebody who wants to make a difference, and I know many of you out there are like me, you you know that you were born for great things. You want to have a massive impact, but you don't want to where the responsibility of doing it for every person on the planet, the job of us is to raise our own consciousness, raise our own energy, raise our own vibration first. And I think there's something like if we get ourselves up to the level of peace, 
we can impact like 20 million people on the planet just by raising our own selves. Put the mask on yourself first. And, you, and by in the essence of doing that, you help others. So our job on this planet today is to live extraordinarily joyful, aligned and fulfilled lives. Know thyself and to thyself be true. You get to live this extraordinary life. And I really empower and encourage each of you to take one step forward today, designing a life that matters to you. Yeah, I love it. And just I'll throw science in real quick because I know you, you guys get to talk about that. So I get to be a nerd too. Uh, <laughs> our brain looks towards things that we're familiar with. Our brain moves towards things that we already know to be true. This is why so many women, unfortunately, stay in an abusive relationship or we stay in a job we don't like. It's safer for our brain to stay stuck and unhappy just because we know it than it is to move forward. So if every day, and I love what you said, whether it's finding that dollar, you, know, you go to pull the old pants out of the washer and you're like, oh my God, there's 20 bucks. Or it's this moment of perfection of the connection with the cat or the sunset or a beautiful flower. If we continue to look at those things, we're going to find more and more of those things. That's what the brain does. It looks towards things that we're familiar with. So I, I love that looking for little miracles every day and re, reframing what miracle means to you, you know, is yes. great. Um, Jason, final word, and then we'll... Uh, well, you, you know, the one thing too that I wanted to, to reiterate is kind of the following that, you, the signs and the breadcrumbs, you know, as well, and that they're all over the place. So everybody that's listening, here's a personal experience for me today. I woke up this morning with a certain thought in my mind. As we have been talking today on this podcast, it went, okay. So I didn't plan this. I didn't know what we were going to talk about today, but the universe is trying to tell me something. And I got my answer just from listening to this, right? So we're all going through this and, and look for those little signs because they're all over the place. And the more you turn in that radio, Right, because back, to, I love I love the analogy of the womb as well. A woman doesn't have to sit there and think and do a bunch of stuff every single day, right? She just has to tune in, and and the baby grows, mm -hmm. right? And as we tap into that collective consciousness, as we tune in, do what we have to do to tune in. Everything else is going to take care of itself if you're doing the little things, right? You got to eat every day, maybe take your prenatal vitamins. <laughs> But that's about all you got to do, right? Yeah. Try to stay healthy and everything else takes care of itself and it will. I mean, we've got three people on the show right now that, can, that are proof of that yeah. um, as well. So yeah. hope that everybody continues to do that. And Naomi, this was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, great episode. So Naomi, how can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you? Probably the best way is just on my personal website, which is myumiyoung.com. And it's M-A-Y-U-M-I, young, Y-O-U-N-G.com. You know, I'm a tool geek. I love tools and technology and things that help. So to the extent that I can suggest books or tools, I'm big into personality profiling, anything that's going to give us a little bit of an edge um, that helps us along our journey. I take it all. I'm a consumer of coaching and mentoring and masterminds and all of it. So any place where you find resonance, you know, I know, Kathy, I believe you've got training and Jason, you as well. I mean, if you have resonance and connection with somebody, that's generally a sign like go forward, go connect with them further and learn more um, about how you can be closer and in their space because each person creates a space and that it, it, it lifts, lifts everyone's thinking and lifts everyone's consciousness. So I, I think that's probably the best way to connect with me. And if I can serve you or support you on your journey, it'd be my pleasure. 
Yay. So mayumiunduff.com. Everybody head out, do that. Um, I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, start looking for those signs, live the best life that you can. And we'll catch you on a future episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. We'll see you.